Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. Welcome to the Having It All podcast, the show about what it takes to live an abundant, loving life. My name is Matthew Bivens, and each week I'm helping you get out of your head so that you can truly have it all. Let's do it. What's going on, my awesome friend? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Matthew Bivens, transformation specialist and your balanced lifestyle coach, and I'm very excited to have an awesome conversation with you about having it all. I truly believe that each one of us can have it all, and that it has everything to do with our inner state, our mind, our thoughts, our beingness, and has nothing to do with the stuff that we possess. It's about living an abundant, loving life. And by listening to this podcast, I'm going to teach you how to live and create your abundant, loving life. Because there's certain things you want to be mindful of, certain things you want to do, certain paradigms, certain lenses, ways of looking at the world that are crucial to having it all. And that's what you're going to learn here. So I am excited about today's conversation, talking to you about mental tricks, some mental tricks that I've picked up and developed over the years that are really, really helpful, really beneficial for your workouts, for your exercises. They're going to help you to power through, and they might even help you to enjoy them. If you don't like working out, if you don't like exercising, then some of the things I'm going to talk about today, I believe, will help you feel differently about stepping into that gym or going for that run or picking up those weights at home or whatever you're doing. My goal is that you walk away with some mental tricks that you can use to get the most out of the time that you're putting in and loving on your body. So I'm excited about that. Before we kick off, I would love it if you could subscribe to the podcast. Yes, it's super easy. Whatever app you're using right now to listen, just hit that subscribe button. And if the app allows you to leave a rating and review, do that as well. That'll be tremendous. I would love to see your feedback. I would love to receive your suggestions about the show, your thoughts on the show, any and all those things. And subscribing, rating, and reviewing helps the podcast to reach more people. So that would be awesome as well. It's just a cool way to pay it forward. You know, it's a simple thing. It takes a few seconds. So if you could do that, that would be tremendous. And if you want to reach out to me off of a podcast app, if you want to just reach out to me directly, you can do so through my email, which is Matthew at MatthewBivens.com. Or you can hit me up on Instagram. I'm at Matthew underscore Bivens. And send me a note, send me a message, send me a video, send me whatever you want, and let me know you know, your episode ideas, ask for some feedback, or just share with me what's going on in your life. I'm happy to hold space for you. You can share with me what you don't like about the podcast or what you do like about the podcast, or just say what's up. All those are great. And so you can email me or connect with me on Instagram. Let's kick things off today with some magic because I got a lot of magic, and I'm going to pick a couple of them today. And if this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. I appreciate you showing up. And magic is 
Like magical moments are those times where we influence self, others in life in an empowering way. They're happening all the time. You are creating magic. You are a powerful creator, yet you may not be recognizing it. And so I want to help you to see the magic and feel the magic and acknowledge the magic in your life because that is part of having it all. So I'm going to share my magic and then I'm going to put it out there for you to hit pause and reflect on your own magic. I got a few pieces. I'm going to start with the simple magic and that is the continued decorating for Halloween that's been going on in my house. And we, we start back in September and I would start in August if it wasn't crazy. <laughs> I love Halloween and I, I love having the decorations up. So what was really fun is yesterday we had our own little Halloween decorating party going on, Sarah, Maya, and myself. I was hanging lights. Maya was making this witch's brew potion out of leaves and dirt and all sorts of stuff from the yard. And Sarah was DJ. She was playing some some Halloween music. And we were just hanging out outside. And it was amazing. It was fun. And the sun was going down. So it was that like magical twilight hour. And it was it was awesome. It was quality time with people that I love tremendously. So that is first piece of magic. Second piece of magic actually happened a little bit before that. We took a family walk and Maya jumped on her new bicycle. And she's learning. She's still learning how to ride the bike. And so she likes to practice and we just went around the neighborhood. And what I thought was really powerful was watching her fall off that bike and then get back on. You know, there's that old, I don't even know, was it adage, idiom, something like that. Of You know, you fall off your bike. It, I don't even know what it is, honestly. But you get what I'm saying. You fall off your bike, you get back on, right? We talk about that in life, like making it through tough times. If you fall off, you got to get back on. And it was just cool to see her actually do that. And, you know, if I'm close enough to her and I'm watching her take a tumble, I try to just catch her, at least soften the blow. And she was tipping over and I just wasn't fast enough. I stopped the bike from falling over, but I didn't stop her from falling on the ground. So she was like, Daddy, why didn't you catch me? I said, hey, baby, I don't I can't always I won't always be there to catch you when you fall. So she fell over, boom, hits the ground, scrapes her knees. And just sort of like rubs on, ah, my gosh, and then pops right back on. And it didn't take encouraging words from me or it didn't take, you know, running over and trying to take care of her boo-boos from Sarah. And that to me was magical. You know, she's learning how to get back up. She's learning that, yeah, scrapes and bumps and bruises are going to happen in life. It's a part of it. Definitely going to happen when you're learning something new. That's just a part of the process. and. You know, I think these are are really great lessons and they're just simple. Like they're simple lessons. So I appreciate them. I appreciate her. She's a tough little kid. I mean, this one, if you looked at her legs, her legs are just covered in bruises and scrapes and always, she's always got scabs. She's always got that stuff going on. And uh, it's, it's magical. So I love watching her learn. I love watching her explore. I love watching her push boundaries. And it's, it's a really cool experience. So that's my second piece of magic. My third piece of magic is influencing myself with the help of another. And the other day, it was a kind of a normal podcast workday for me. And I felt like I had more things to, to do than I had the time for them to do them in, right? Like I had a big old to-do list and not enough time. So I start off my workday just kind of cool and peaceful. But as things kept going and I wasn't 
chopping through that list fast enough, I started to feel a little rushed. I started to feel a little hurried. And when I'm in that space, I can't hide it well. Like it's pretty clear that I'm not in my sweet spot. You know, I'm not in that like my my peaceful, uh, normal state. And so I was kind of moving quickly through from one thing to another. And Sarah just noticed that I was in that space. And she stops. She stops me because we were doing something in the office and I was heading to the back of the house for something. And she sees that I'm in like, you know, this hurried, not peaceful, not enjoying life place. And she's at the kitchen counter and she starts doing this little dance, this little goofy dance. And she asks me, she's like, are you in, what did she say? I think she said, are you, are you in a, in a happy spot right now? Like, are you enjoying the, the experience right now? And part of me wanted to be like, no, I'm not. <laughs> Leave me alone. I don't, I, I want to stay in my frustrated place. I want to stay time scarce. I want to stay hurried. Because sometimes when we're in that space, like that's what we want. Yet I knew that this was my opportunity to just surrender all of that scarcity and all the fear that I was having and just let it go and flip the switch. And I so appreciate Sarah in her little silly dance. And, you know, she walked over and then put her arms around me, gave me a big kiss. And I so, so appreciate that because that is what I needed to kind of interrupt the mental pattern that I was in and take a step back and gain some perspective and be like, hey, man, it's chill. It's all good. You know, calm down, let go, get back in that sweet spot. And that's what happened. You know, she she jumped in there, put her goddess magic on me, and I got back into that sweet spot. And I decided, you know what? All these things that I feel like I need to do and rush through, I'm not going to do them. I'm actually going to go and, and trim my hair, you know, because I gave myself haircuts. So I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go cut my hair. I'm going to do that. And so that's what I chose to do. And it was great because minutes before that, I had all my thoughts were fixated on all this work and all this stuff that I had to do. I didn't have enough time. And oh my gosh, what's going to happen? And then to just let go of that and go do something that was a tank fill up for me, you know, go cut my hair, listen to some, some sports. And that is exactly what I needed. And so I did that for 30 minutes. I got myself back centered, took care of myself a little bit. And then I flowed back in and I tackled the most important things that were on my list. So that to me is magic, to be able to flip that switch. It's magical to have a partner who can recognize those things and who can can jump in and help me flip the switch. And you know, I ended up just having a really, really great rest of my day. So those are my three pieces of magic. And I wanted to share those three because it kind of gives you like, like small, medium, large. You know what I mean? It shows you that magic is all shapes and sizes, all different types of things. And I believe that you're having a lot of magical moments that you're missing. I think you're missing them. And that really is an ingredient of having it all, is being able to stop and look around and see how amazing your life is. Because it's amazing. It's, it's being able to stop and recognize and see how powerful you are. Because you are powerful. You are a creator. And if you don't see that, and if you don't feel that, you aren't going to truly feel like you have it all. You're going to feel like you're chasing it all, that you need to get something in order 
to be living your abundant, loving life. So here's your opportunity to shift that by reflecting on some magic for yourself. So I invite you to do so. Once you're complete, we're going to head over to Listener Love. And today, I've got an Apple podcast review that I want to read to you because I just looked and checked and I found this review and oh my gosh, it is incredible. And so I'm going to read this for you because, you know, sometimes I like I like to read any review that comes through and, you know, I've read one star, two star reviews before, uh, but this one's a five star review and this review is just awesome and definitely brought a big smile to my face. So it's a little long, but I'm going to read it. All right, this one comes from Only One Boss Lady from August 26, 2020. And the, uh, the subject is A Great Podcast. So Only One Boss Lady writes, you know that feeling you have when you discover something new and you enjoy it so much that you can't imagine being without it? Then you should subscribe to this podcast. Trust me when I say that Matthew and his content will get you all the way right. Matthew gently encourages self-examination and offers a myriad of suggestions for improving our experience, our perceptions of ourselves, and the way we move in and relate to the world. Not only will you understand yourself better, you will recognize the characteristics of people you know and interact with, whether it's friends, family members, intimate partners, co-workers, or a chance encounter with someone you may never see again. Matthew's content is not about judgment. He simply and lovingly suggests ways to inspire love, compassion, reverence, and understanding of ourselves and others. He fuels the desire to grow into the most powerful and informed you that you can be. Matthew isn't a know-it-all. He's relatable because he shares his own struggles and experiences that put him on the path of personal evolution with the rest of us. He not only shares his content with his audience, he's actually living it. Matthew adores his wife and daughter and mentions them often. So tune in, and if you think that what you hear doesn't apply to you, keep listening. I guarantee you'll hear something that resonates with you so profoundly, you will anxiously anticipate every episode. Wow. (laughs) I've had some amazing ratings and reviews before, and this one one is, is right up there with them. Only one boss lady, if you are listening, I am so grateful for every word that you put on there. I'm grateful for really you just taking the time to do this. I mean, this is this is a, this is a paragraph. This is a blog article that you wrote. <laughs> and you didn't have to, but you chose to. And I received that. I received that. And the things you wrote were amazing. And I receive all of that as well. I'm, yeah, I'm just, I'm grateful and I'm appreciative. And so thank you for sharing your truth. I absolutely believe that others will read this and will be influenced to check out the show. That's what I hope at least. And either way, I appreciate you sharing your thoughts with me in this way. It, it, really, it really is impactful. So thank you so much, Only One Boss Lady. All right, if you'd like to be just like Only One Boss Lady and leave me your review, it could be any type of review, one, two, three, four, five stars, any, whatever, however you feel inspired, then you can go to Apple Podcasts. That's a place to do it. For all of you Apple iOS users, you've got that on your phone, you got that on your computers, you can go there. Everybody else, I think you can actually have an Apple Podcast account, I believe. 
Um, I actually don't have an iPhone. I'm an Android guy. And so I don't use Apple Podcasts on my phone. But there are other apps that you can leave reviews on. I think Stitcher, you can leave a review, if I'm not mistaken. But whatever you want to do, if you have words you want to share with me, you can find a way to do it. Do it on the podcast app. Do it on my email, Matthew at MatthewBivens.com. Do it through Instagram, Matthew underscore Bivens. And I will be happy to receive whatever it is you want to share. Okay, let's get into this topic today. We're talking about mental tricks. Mental tricks. Here's the thing about exercise and working out that I have found over the years. We think it's physical, right? You believe you're going for that run or hitting that yoga video or going to the gym to get a physical workout. And you believe that it's just about what you're doing physically. But truthfully, exercising and working out and taking care of your body through movement is mental. It's mental because the mental space that you're in and that you approach your exercise with has a tremendous impact on the quality of that exercise. And most of the time, it's going to be the difference between experiencing results, seeing results, feeling results versus not, versus just going through motions. And so I've been an athlete my entire life. Started playing organized sports when I was Maya's age, four years old. You know, worked out through high school, worked out in college, exercised, ran, hit the gym, all those different things. And so that's been part of my lifestyle. And I've trained and coached hundreds of people over the years in fitness and in exercise. And along the way, you notice patterns. You know, things start to crop up and you see things in people. Patterns of effective behavior, effective thoughts, effective thinking, effective mental tricks, and ineffective actions, thoughts, mental mental tricks, right? All of those things. And I've also paid a lot of attention to myself over the years because, you know, I'm always trying to optimize the stuff that I do, right? If I'm going to spend time doing something, I want, it, I want to get the maximum benefit. I want to be, you know, very efficient. So I paid attention to myself in the gym and myself throughout exercise to see what works, to see what I do and what I've developed just organically to help me be more effective. And I've noticed some things that I've then gone on to share with others, share with people that I've, I've trained. And here's my truth about exercising and working out. I don't always love it. I don't. <laughs> I don't always want to get up, you know, at five in the morning and, and in the cold or the rain and drive and go to the gym and, you know, do some, I just, I just don't, right? And so I've developed these mental tricks over the years so that I can create a joyful experience when I do choose to do it. Because that's what it's about. It's about your experience. We get very, very caught up in results when it comes to exercising and working out. Right? We want to go to the gym and lose this weight for the end result. Because we like the way that it, we look or the way, like the way that we feel or we want to fit into certain clothes. And I am stressing to you that you shift that up and you make it about the experience itself. Because it's through the experience that you actually grow. And it's through your growth that you create a different result in your life. Because right now, what's showing up in your body is the result of your beingness, of how you're showing up. 
right? And so it's the result of all of your patterns and your habits and your lifestyle. When I say a habit, I'm talking about your actions, the way you relate to and feel about things, and your thoughts. All of those things are your habits, and that is what has created the body that you have now, the physical body vehicle you have now. So if you want a different end result, and if you want to shift something, you've got to adopt different habits. You've got to adopt a different mentality, a different perspective, a different paradigm. Because you can go through the same motions that you've been going through in a gym. You can just show up and do the same things over and over, but because you haven't shifted fundamentally what's going on inside, your results aren't going to change. And anybody who's made tremendous shift in their body through exercise understands this. So again, I'm stressing to you that I want you to focus more on the experience that you have whenever you choose to work out and exercise rather than the end result. Because that end result might never happen. But you can have a greater impact over your overall experience of it. And then what I've found is that as you really tap into the experience and you get connected to the experience, the end result will most of the time end up just manifesting. Like you'll create it. That will be the shift that happens because you're changing yourself. Okay? So that's the, that's the context that I approach my exercise and my workouts with. Right. And that's what I'm going to be. That's sort of like the umbrella context through which I'm going to share with you all these different tips. So we've got one, two, three, four, five, six different tips today. Six tips that I'm going to share with you that are going to help you power through your workouts. And hey, you might even enjoy them. So the first mental tip is to fully, fully embrace your choice to exercise and work out in the first place. I see this all the time. People choose to go to the gym or they choose to go out for that run and they hate the experience the whole time. You're not going to get the results you want that way. I'm just telling you. It's so much more powerful to fully embrace that choice. Take full responsibility for that choice and say, hey, you know what? If I'm choosing to get up at 5 a.m. and go to the gym, then part of that is I might just be groggy Part of that is I'm going to be sleepy. And you know what? I'm just going to embrace that because that's part of my choice. And so when you choose to show up for your exercises, like you're making those choices that then, you know, you're putting on the gear, you're turning on the video, you're getting in the car. You might as well get the most from that choice, right? It's it's not going to benefit you to choose to show up in the building and then half-ass it. Like that actually hurts you mentally because it has you believing that half-assing it is enough to get the, the results you want, that it's enough to grow. It's not. It's not. You're not going to experience growth by making shortcuts or by giving less than what you have because the truth is there are no shortcuts. It takes what it takes. You want to lose 50 pounds? It takes what it takes. The path to losing that weight is the path to losing that weight. And everybody who's gone down that path, they understand that. So if you're going to choose it, then choose it. Choose it fully. Fully embrace that decision. Otherwise, my advice is just hold off until you're ready to choose it. 
that has to do with if you're choosing the path of you know a 50-pound weight loss or if you're just choosing to go to the gym on a Tuesday. If you're choosing it, choose it. Fully embrace it. Show up and give it everything you've got, right? Otherwise, just don't do it. And giving it everything you got doesn't mean that it's always at 100%. Like yesterday, yesterday morning, I went to the gym and I'm coming off a, a cold, an immune system upgrade. I'm coming off, I think, a week, maybe more of, of missing workouts due to vacations and other things. So like me giving all everything I had, it was like 50% of my normal capacity or 50% of my normal output. Like I got my butt handed to me yesterday. It was hard. But I said, you know what? I get it. I'm not able to do as many reps as I normally do. I'm going to still give it what I got, right? Because I chose to show up. I chose to work out. And if I'm choosing to get my butt up at five in the morning and make the drive, I may as well get everything I get out of it. So that's my first mental tip. Fully embrace your decision for the exercise. Mental tip number two is cutting the mental chatter by having some sort of plan before you begin. I've experienced this a lot. Stepping into the gym or stepping out on the trail or whatever and not having an idea of what you want to do or accomplish, it creates a lot of uncertainty. You know, you you put your gear on, but you go stand in the gym and now you're like, okay, what do I want to do? Mm, I'm not really sure. And that uncertainty then impacts your confidence. And that in, the impact in your confidence, especially if you haven't really formed a strong workout habit, it's going to increase your chance of bailing, right? And so it's really easy to fix this. The way that you fix it is you come up with some sort of plan, some sort of plan. It doesn't have to be this this big workout regimen and all this. It could just be, okay, today I'm going to work on my legs. Today I'm going to figure out three different exercises I'm going to do for my legs. Or it could be, Today, I'm going to stay in this gym for 30 minutes and I'm going to work consistently for 30 minutes. Or it could be today, we're going to go to the end of the block, touch the other mailbox, and we're going to walk back. And I'm going to do that twice. But have some sort of plan before you begin because it allows you to, to lock in on what you're there to do and, for, and the experience that you're there to have. It helps you to just kind of get honed in and get focused. Because again, when you're uncertain and it's vague and it's ambiguous, sometimes that just breeds the fear and breeds the discomfort. And it can be real easy to just decide not to do it. And so if you don't know how to form a plan, then ask. You know, ask a friend who's a little bit more advanced than you than working out. Reach out to them. Hey, what would you recommend? Or go ask Google. Google's a great place. I ask Google all the time. You know, beginner workout plan for, and then just describe yourself. Beginner workout plan for, you know, 35-year-old man. Beginner workout plan for mom with two kids. There's so many things out there for you. Or go to a, a, a health or an exercise Facebook group or a forum. The answers are there for you, but you just got to go find them. That's part of you taking the initiative and being proactive. And so you can really reduce a lot of mental chatter that, that might take you out simply by having a simple plan. Number three tip. This is a big one. This is really, really big one. This, this, this takes people out of workouts all the time. Pay attention 
to your self-talk. Because your self-talk is probably making your exercising 100 times harder. What I mean by this is that when you hold fearful thoughts in your mind during some sort of physical exertion, those fearful thoughts are going to make you feel weak. They're literally going to make your muscles go weak. And it's going to take you out. And if you don't believe me, I want you to just experiment and try it. Seriously, if you're skeptical about this, then right now, wherever you are, if you're able to, just drop into a plank hold. Right, A plank hold is where you've got your forearms and elbows on the ground, your body is straight, you're on your toes, Right, you're in that plank position, and just hold it until you start to feel that little bit of strain in your body. Once you start to feel that strain, start thinking about things that stress you out, things that make you scared, things that make you feel anxious. Guaranteed, if you really put yourself into that emotion, that stress, that fear, that anxiety, your strength is going to go down. Guaranteed. And so it's mental, right? We think our exercising results and and all of that is physical. It's not. It's mental. If you tell yourself that it's going to be hard, it's going to be hard. If you tell yourself, I can't breathe, you won't be able to breathe. If you tell yourself, I'm in over my head, I shouldn't be here, I need to go back home, you're probably going to feel overwhelmed and get panicked. But if you start telling yourself, you know what, I've already won because I've made this choice for myself and I'm here right now, then you're probably going to feel a little bit different and you're probably going to perform a little bit different. It really is about affirming yourself and making sure that your mental talk is encouraging and uplifting and empowering and positive. And it might sound a little corny to affirm yourself through exercise, but trust me, it works. It works. If you've ever seen a video of a man or woman who's approaching a big exercise, like they're going to do a squat and they're going to do their, their personal best, when they're stepping up to that bar, you better believe that they are affirming themselves. They're psyching themselves up. They're saying, I can do this. You got this. You're a beast. Let's go. They're not saying, oh my gosh, I'm so scared. This seems so heavy. No, because they understand that if they do that mentally, it's going to take them out. It's going to take them out because that energy, it does something. Energy is either going to lift you up or bring you down. Your, your mental thought, that mental chatter is creating all sorts of energy. Energy that's either going to lift you up, strengthen you, or bring you down, make you weak. Again, if you don't believe it, just go try it. Or next time that you're in an exercise, pay attention to your mental talk. Pay attention to your self-talk. Because one of the things that I see so often in the groups that I lead is that people are just sending so much disempowering energy their way. They're just taking themselves out because they're berating themselves, they're being judgmental on themselves, but you do it in this way that it sounds like jokes, right? It sounds like just playful back and forth with, you know, if like for example, I, I, I coach groups and so I, I hear it all the time. I hear the conversations that people have in these groups and it can be so, so disparaging, like, like self-deprecating. It can be so negative. And, and oftentimes I got to be like, hey, check that conversation you're having. 
Where is it coming from? You know, is it coming from love? Is it coming from fear? Because that energy is doing something not just to you, but to the person you're talking to and the people around you who are picking it up. So you got to pay attention to your self-talk because that can make things a hundred times more difficult or it can help strengthen and empower you to really get the most from your exercise. Number four, my number four tip is to slow down. Slow down, focus, and take it one rep, one step, one breath at a time. Literally, one at a time. Now this applies for the, the, the exercises that you're doing that aren't about speed. If you're doing wind sprints, this is not really what I'm talking about. But if you're doing something with weights and reps, you know, or, or, or like methodical movement, then this is exactly for you. Because when you're doing something that you don't like or that feels uncomfortable or it burns or hurts, oftentimes you just want to blaze through it. You know, if you're following a video and they're saying, all right, we're going to do, you know, 20 air squats. You're like, oh my gosh, I hate squats. They always hurt my butt and my back. And oh, let's just get these over with. Like one, two, three. That's what you see all the time. That conversation of let me get this over with in your mind, right? So you try to crank them all out real fast. Stop that. Stop that. This goes back to you making the choice to work out or exercise in the first place. You made that choice already. You're here. You're in the workout. You're in the exercise. So get the most from it. Blazing through your 20 reps will not help you get the most from it. You're just trying to get it over with. But you made your choice. And so what, what that communicates is that you aren't taking full acceptance and responsibility for your choice. You chose to be here, but you want it to be over. You chose to do something, but then you're suffering through it. Suffering comes in the form of, oh, I, just, I hate this exercise. Let me just finish this thing. No, that's a total misalignment. And that sends so many signals back into your subconscious. It has a huge impact on you. And so... When I'm in the gym and my, my coach gives me 10 reps, I say, okay, I'm doing one rep 10 times. That's how I approach it. Because it really isn't 10 reps. It is one rep 10 times or one rep 25 times or one rep 50 times, whatever the number is. Because you have to do them one at a time. You can't skip. Otherwise, you're going to be shortchanging yourself. So I play this little mental game where I say, okay, great, I'm going to do one rep 10 times. And honestly, sometimes I lose count. <laughs> I do, I just lose count sometimes because I'm like, one, and one, and one, and one. But it's so, it's so beneficial because I slow down, I concentrate on each rep, I pay attention to my form, I pay attention to my muscle contractions. I pay attention to my breathing. You know, I'm doing all that simultaneously, but I'm taking it slow so I can maximize every little movement. And yeah, sometimes that means it burns more or I'm more aware of the burn, but that's okay because that's why I showed up, right? I chose to be here, so I'm going to try to extract everything I can from this exercise. So that's a mental game, a mental trick that I developed and picked up that I find so, so beneficial. 
because not only does it help me to ultimately get the results I want, but it helps me to be very present during the process and the journey because I understand that in order for me to get the results, I've got to change who I'm being because the version of me that I am is not capable of the results. Otherwise, I'd already have them. So I have to change who I'm being. One way I can do that is to just be with the burn, is to just be present in the moment, be with the exercise, be with myself. And so by slowing down, it helps me to do that. It also gives me the opportunity to really connect with my power. Because by slowing down and really like utilizing every breath, I feel how powerful I am. And it's, it's pretty awesome. I'm like, wow, you know what? I can like literally feel my body, you know, every piece of my body coming together for this one movement. And I appreciate that. Like I appreciate doing bench press and like tightening my glutes and getting my grip nice and tight and really contracting my whole body and bringing my entire body into the experience for that one rep. It's a powerful thing. But you miss that if you just blaze through your workout, if you blaze through trying to get to the end. Also, and last, last thing for this tip, is when you're blazing through and trying to get to the end, it's typically because you're fearful. You're afraid. And that fear, as we talked about earlier, it does something to you. It saps your energy. It saps your strength. So that's part of the reason why you're showing, you know, you're doing the exercise in the first place to face your fears. Let's face the fear. Let's face the discomfort. You know, it's like you're pushing to the end of the comfort zone and then you're just trying to get, trying to get by it. It's like if somebody was afraid of, I don't know, a dark room and you had to walk through that dark room to get to the other side. And so you just close your eyes and ran through as fast as you can. It's like, no, like let's, let's move over this fear. Let's keep your eyes open and walk slowly so that hopefully you can dissolve the fear. I don't know, that was, that was a pretty terrible analogy, but I think you get the point. Like let's be very present because it's in the present moment that you have the opportunity to grow, not by trying to blaze through something. All right, I got two more mental tricks that I do that have really, really helped me to get the most of my, out of my workouts and have actually helped me to enjoy them when I don't sometimes. And number five is visualizing yourself doing it properly. And this one is simple, and you've probably heard this if you've you know spent any time looking up just any tips about working out. You know, they say visualize it. Visualize what you want to do. Visualize yourself doing the exercise properly. Right, like if you practice yoga and you're having a hard time hitting a pose, close your eyes and visualize yourself connecting with that pose. See your body opening up and expanding into whatever position that you're having a hard time getting in. And it actually can help you tremendously, believe it or not. I do this all the time, especially on exercises that tend to require like full body exertion or they require a lot of energy or a lot of focus. So for me, that's squats, like weighted squats with a, a barbell on my back or handstand press. Those two, it like it requires my entire body to do those, those reps. And so what I tend to do before I get into it is I visualize myself doing it. 
especially with handstand press. I'll walk up to that wall. Actually, I'll stand facing the wall and I will put my feet together because the form that I'm going for in a handstand press is I want my, my ankles touching, my knees touching, my toes pointed, my glutes contracted, so my butt contracted and my abs contracted. All of that so I can be over this really tight, straight line as I'm doing my press, right? And a handstand press is like you kick up into a handstand against the wall and then you lower yourself down, touch your head to the ground, and then press yourself back up. It's like a upside-down push-up, basically. And so for me, it takes a lot out of me, and it's been a challenge over the years. But I've been really focused on working on that because I want to I wanna grow in that area. And so I visualize it. I stand face the wall, and I visualize like my body zipping up, like zip, all the way from my ankles, all the way up to my head. And then I literally go through and I mime the motion as I'm standing up. But I'm visualizing myself connecting with these reps. And then I flow into the exercise. And one of the things that the visualization does for me is it helps ensure that I'm not in a fearful space going into that exercise. Right? Because that fearful space is easy. It's like, oh my gosh, that's a lot of reps. I don't know if I can do it. That right there, you're in the fearful space. That's the doubt. I don't know if I can do it. Right, And so that's going to have an impact on your exercise. And what's tough about that is, you know, you don't even realize this, but when you step into something with those doubts and it turns out the way that you were expecting, you've just reinforced the story that you don't have it. You don't have what it takes. Right? If you're doubting yourself, I don't know if I can do this. And then you walk into a situation and you perform at or worse than what you thought, then your mental, you know, your mind just confirms, see, you really couldn't do this. Or see, you really do struggle here. And then that becomes part of the story that you tell yourself. So visualizing for me not only helps me to actually see in my mind's eye myself doing it properly, but it helps ensure that I get into that loving, powerful space where my strength really lies. And then the goal doesn't always happen, but the goal is to take that into the exercise itself, right? So then when I kick up in the handstand and I tighten my body up, zip, 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 all I'm doing is living out the visualization. I'm staying in that, that loving space. So visualization can really, really help you mentally get into your powerful sweet spot. And whatever you're doing, visualize yourself going for that walk and walking with, you know, your form the way that you want it, right? Like, I got a friend and that just, just going for a walk can be challenging, you know? And they're working on getting their walking gait proper so that there isn't a limp every other step because they're favoring the hip that tends to hurt. It's like, nope, we're going to zip it up and we're going to walk chest up, nice and smooth steps. You know, and she'll visualize that. She'll practice that before going for those exercise walks. It's a powerful thing. Give it a try. I'm telling you. All right. Number six. This is my favorite. This is my absolute favorite mental trick that helps me to get the most out of my workouts is that I turn little aspects of a workout into a game. I play a game within a game. And this is something that my coach was t- telling me about and teaching me years ago. And 
he was tell, giving me the analogy of like a basketball player, right? So Kobe Bryant was my favorite player. And when, when he would step on the court, he was there to win the game, right? At the end of the, of the time when the clock hit zero, he wanted more points than the other team. His team had more points than their team. That's winning the game. And he was making, creating little games within the big game. So the little game might be, I'm going to see if I can go perfect from the free throw line. So I'm playing this little game that every time I go to the free throw line, I want to hit it perfectly. Or I want to get a triple-double. Right? I want to play the game of making sure that my points, my assists, my rebounds, whatever, are at least double digits. I'm going to play the game of a triple-double. Or I'm going to play the game of shutting down their best player and getting at least two steals. That's the game that I'm playing. So it's, it's playing this game within the bigger game that I thought was so genius. And I started to incorporate that into my exercises. And so, you know, because here's, here's the thing. And this is what's genius about it. We play games all the time. You're playing games right now in your life. And you're winning the games that you're playing. Some people are playing games where winning benefits them. Or winning benefits what they're up to and what their ultimate goal is. But a lot of times you're playing games where winning doesn't truly benefit you. It doesn't lift you up. So here's an example. The game of making excuses. Yeah. People play that game. And they say, I'm going to make some excuses today. I'm going to be the best excuse maker that I know. And they do. They play the game of making excuses and they win. So if you are already winning at games because you're wired to win, people are wired to win. It's just what games are you playing? You can use this to your benefit when it comes to working out. You can turn exercise into a series of mini games and then you just set out to go win those games. And I'm telling you, it makes such a world of difference. And again, I'm not talking about literal like literal games within a workout, not like hopscotch or something like that. I'm talking about the mental games. So here's an example. If I'm given 10 reps by my by my coach, he's like, hey, I want you to do, you know, 10 whatever, burpees. I'm like, okay, cool. One of the mental games that I might play is I'm going to do all 10 without stopping. Okay, this is my mental conversation. All right, we're going to do all 10 of these without stopping. So if you need an extra 30 seconds or an extra minute to like catch your breath, do that. Because as soon as we start, we're not stopping. That's the game that we're going to play for this exercise. All 10, no stop. Okay, ready? Go. And I'll go for it. And I'll try to connect all 10 reps without stopping. Or another game that I play, if I, if I know that I might need to take a little bit of a break, the game might be, okay, I'm only going to take a three-second break. If I have to stop, it's going to be for three seconds or it's going to be for five seconds and that's it. You know, so sometimes I'll do like a weighted pull-up. I put a big, big weight around my waist and I do pull-ups. I might have 10 reps. I can't do 10 weighted pull-ups, you know, with 50 pounds around my waist, but I can do like three at a time or four at a time. So the game that I'll play is, okay, I'm going to do these three reps and I'm only going to give myself a five-second rest. And it's okay if after five seconds, I can only do one rep at a time all the way to 10. That's fine. But I'm going to play the game of just giving myself a five-second rest in between this. And it, it, it creates this like objective within me. Okay, that's my objective. So let me get these reps. One, 
two, three. And then I come down and I count five and I'm panting, right? Four, three. And I, and I go through and then when it hits one, I'm like, all right, I'm back up. Let's do another rep. And I've just found that it, it creates more engagement for me throughout a workout. It makes me more present and focus specifically on what I'm doing now, not what I have coming up next. And because I'm wired to win games, if I create a little game like that for myself, I'm going to go for it. I'm like, all right, I'm going to try to do this. I don't know. Can I, can I do three second rest in between a tough exercise? Hey, you know what? I'm not sure, but I'm going to go for it. Let's do it. And what's really cool about it is like my engagement goes up. Like as I mentioned, my presence goes up. My power ends up going up. And I, I feel like I really can maximize my workouts and make it fun. Because honestly, I am trying to make life fun. I want my life experience to be fun. I don't want to, I don't like not having fun. And so at that 5 a.m. workout, a lot of times if I'm caught up on, this is so, this is so, it's still dark outside. I'm so tired. This is so dumb. Why am I doing this? I did it last week. Why do I have to do it this week? He better not give me this, that tough exercise. You know, if I'm in that space, I'm not going to be having fun. But if I could create some games out of this and go about trying to win those games, it makes it fun. So that is my favorite tip. And it's something that I share with, with, with groups when I'm training them. And I'm happy to share it with you now. And so I'm excited because that's it. Those are, those are my, six, my six mental tips right now. I'll go through them real quick one more time. Just list them out. The first mental trick to help you power through your workout was fully embracing your decision to work out in the first place. Own it, embrace it, you're showing up, get the most out of it. Number two was cut the mental chatter. Cut the mental chatter by having some sort of plan. Number three, pay attention to your self-talk because disempowering, fearful self-talk is making your workout so much more difficult. And the flip side is true as well. If you send loving affirmations your way, you're going to feel stronger. Number four is to slow down, to focus, and to take it one rep, one step, one breath at a time. Number five is to visualize yourself doing the exercise or doing the movement properly. And number six, my favorite, turn it into a game. Create a game within the game because you're wired to win and you're going to win whatever game that you're playing. So that's it. That's my list. I'm excited for you because if you are about to go to the gym now, then you get a chance to really try this out. But with whatever exercise, whatever movement of your body that you're going to be doing, you have an opportunity to apply one of these mental tricks and see what happens. See if your experience is different. See if you enjoy it any more or any less. And I'm excited to hear your feedback on this because I think physical health is so incredibly important. Taking care of ourselves, taking care of our bodies, you only get one. I know you can replace certain parts of it, but you really only get one body and you got to ride that body through your entire life experience, just like a car. That's why I call it a body vehicle. So it's so important to take care of your body vehicle. A lot of people only tend to the body vehicle when there's breakdowns. When something hurts, when the doctor says, hey, 
you're headed towards death. You need to change things. That's when a lot of people pay attention. But that's not part of the having it all experience. That's not part of the abundant loving life experience. It is difficult to truly love your life experience if your body is breaking down all over the place. It just is. Because your body tells you the truth about how you're experiencing life. So it's very important that we take care of our bodies, right? And these six mental tricks can help you create a greater experience of your exercises, of your workouts, of your movement. So go apply them. Share with me some feedback. Share with me which one of them worked for you, which one of them you didn't like. Or if you have your own mental tricks, share them with me as well. That'd be great. I'll incorporate them. I'll give them a try and I'll I'll spread them and share them with others. So once again, if you have anything you want to connect with me on, share with me, email me, matthew at matthewbivens.com. Go to Instagram. I'm at Matthew underscore Bivens and you can send your feedback there. All right. I am so grateful and appreciative of you for hanging out with me today. This was a lot of fun. This was a great conversation and I just... I love you. I do. And I appreciate you. So my name is Matthew Bivens. You go have an awesome day. Go be incredible. And here is to you having it all. Quick note about the Having It All podcast. I am not a doctor nor a licensed therapist. I'm a guy with a story and a passion for conscious conversation. My thoughts, opinions, and beliefs are my own. So please consult with your doctor or healthcare provider regarding any questions or issues you have related to your personal, physical, or mental health. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgins. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.